What's up, Husker Nation? This is Quinn Clark, a 2024 wide receiver commit, and this is the Boys Down Bad podcast. All right, this is the Boys Down Bad podcast, and we are super excited to welcome on one of the newest Nebraska football recruits, Quinn Clark, to the pod. Quinn, welcome on, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. You bet. We're super excited to talk to you. Um, so what is, you got to tell us, what has life been like since you committed to be a Husker? Uh, it's been great, you know, especially like the fact that I don't have to deal with recruiting anymore. You know, I just get to get get to know the recruits, get to know the, the coaches and uh, the current players. You know, it's just been it's been great and, you know, just super supportive fan base. So life's been good. 100 percent. That's awesome to hear. Talk a little bit about um, the support you've gotten from Husker Nation. Have they just been blowing your phone up? Yeah, definitely right after I committed, um, I got a lot of love. Um, the fact that my dad played there, you know, a lot of a lot of old connections kind of popped up. They hit me up. You know, it was good to meet some people that, you know, knew my dad and, you know, just support, you know, whether that's on Twitter or Instagram or any, any social media, you know, just the support, you know, makes me feel good about my decision and, you know, where I'm going to be spending the next four to five years. Absolutely. What was the feeling like when you uh, tweeted out your commitment and you just saw the support just pouring in? It felt good. It, it, it kind of just like added that cherry on top. It's like, yeah, I made the right, I made the right decision, you know? Um, you know, it just, it felt really good and, you know, I no regrets, obviously. Yeah, hundred percent. Well, you, we think you definitely made the right decision. Um, so growing up, was it always football for you? Did you always want to play in college? Was that kind of the dream? Yeah, it was always to kind of do what my dad did, go play college football and then hopefully, you know, go play professional ball. But, you know, college was really the first step and, you know, just being able to, you know, given the be given the opportunity to play at the next level and, you know, play at this school, you know, and play where my dad went. It, it's it's kind of just like a dream, you know. So it's been, it, you know, it feels great. Yeah, so kind of talking about high school football, what's it really like in Montana? I mean, we just haven't heard anything about it. So what's it kind of like playing in Montana? Um, it's I mean, the, the competition's not really great. You know, you by the end of the season, you're playing in under 20 degree weather, sometimes negative. Um, it, it's pretty bad. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, but it makes, tough. it makes you tough. You know, we got some we got some there's like good players up here for sure, but. You know, the competition is not like Texas or California or Florida, you know, but um, as far as like there's some tough guys here. And as far as like weather wise, like I'm prepared, you know, <laughs> I can I can handle any weather at this point. But um, uh, the competition is pretty, pretty mid, I would say. But, you know, it, it I did seven on seven and it was good to kind of get out of the state, get different different looks, bigger competition, better competition. So, you know. But high school here is like, I mean, I love it here. It's it's cool. You know, football season, it's great. It's normally nice out. And then, you know, it gets to those cold, colder months and, you know, it kind of becomes hell. But, you know. I feel like it's it's good to have experience in cold weather before you come down to Nebraska because it can get – some games here can get pretty crazy too. So that's good that you have that experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you're playing wide receiver and safety right now? Uh, yeah, I play wide receiver and free safety. What's kind of the harder position out of those two? Um, I would really say probably wide receiver in our at our school at least. Um, you know, at, like my coach really just lets me kind of just roam around the field. You know, read the quarterback and you know just try to go get picks. I'm not so much of a run fit. I think this year I'm being put more of as a run fit. But in the past, you know, it's just been 
Quinn, just look, just look at the quarterback and just go like track a ball down, you know? Um, so they really make, they make it really easy for me on defense or offense. Obviously we got a bunch of plays I remember and, you know, a bunch of different routes I got to run and different ways to run the route. So I would, I would say wideouts definitely, most definitely the harder position uh, for my personal high school. And so coming to Nebraska, are you straight up wide receiver? Or are they thinking a little safety for you as well? Uh, probably, probably wide receiver. You know, um, I know I, I can't, they have you doing a bunch of, bunch of stuff, defensive stuff, offense and stuff, but you know, I, right now I'm, I'm wide out for sure. So let's talk a little about Nebraska. Can you take us through your commitment story kind of from start to finish of how you got to be a Husker? Yeah. Um, so I was back in like early spring, um, Omar hit me up and he was, he said, come down to the spring game. And unfortunately I wasn't able to make it to that due to a sevens tournament and it was like one of our last ones so I really wanted to go spend that last tournament with the guys and so then we got later into camp season and we were we were kind of like do we want to go to Nebraska do we not um we were really on the fence about it so I got a call from one of my uncle's friends and he's he's got ties in the program and all that and he's like no you need to come down here you show what you can show what you can do and you know you're gonna go go get this oh and so, you know, that we signed up for the camp right there. We, we, were, we had a couple camps before Nebraska. It was my third camp in three days. And, you know, I went down to camp and I just showed them what I could do. And then uh, ha- about halfway through the camp, Matt Rule called me over and offered me right on the field. Um, so that was kind of like the first step. And then from that, right after camp, we got an official setup. So that was the next week. Um, so we flew back out that next week after my team camp for high school. Um, flew back out, did an official, you know, obviously I loved it. Um, love the guys, Danny, Danny, um, Roger, uh, Devon, you know, all those guys. Um, it was great bonding with them. Um, Carter, obviously. So I've just loved the whole official, loved the coaches, had a great experience. And I kind of knew before my official, I kind of knew I wanted to go there, but I, I just really wanted to be sure. But by the end of the official, I was like, yeah, I want to be here. And so I ended up committing. That's awesome. Very cool. Yeah. So kind of just talking about like the recruiting process for you, was it like a fun process? Was it just like stressful? Cause I mean, I can kind of see both sides, but kind of what was your like overall experience like? Um, I thought it was definitely cool because I know a lot of kids in Montana don't really get that, um, that option really. It's the recruiting's really like not really a big thing here. I mean, in-state schools are all over the kids that are in state, but you know, out, out of state schools really don't look in Montana much so I I I did I didn't take it for granted you know and it was it was it was stressful obviously but and a little chaotic but you know I enjoyed it I enjoyed getting to know all the different coaches around the country you know traveling to go see take visits to schools um but on the other hand it's like you're getting calls texts emails every day and it, it gets a little chaotic but I overall enjoyed it and I think it was a great experience to just get to meet meet coaches to see kind of what colleges are all about and just kind of find out what I personally want um, to do for the next four to five years. Yeah, for sure. So you talked a little bit about it earlier, um, but I wanted to ask how big of a factor was um, your family ties to Nebraska in your decision? Like you said, your dad was an absolute stud back in the day. Um, I think I read that uh, some other members of your family went to Nebraska. Um, how big of a factor did that play in your decision? Um, Not too much, but I know it, it was always there. I have family down there, so I, I'm obviously not just going to be alone on my own in college. Um, I got cousins down there, and you know, the, just just the fact that like when I said like I wanted to like kind of do what my dad did, 
Like the fact that I could be playing at the same school that he had played at was really big for me. But um, and then the fact that my mom had gone there, you know, my grandpa went went there a few years, and it's just like I have so much family down there already. And it was really just like, yeah, my family's down there. I have a second family down there, my team. And so, and most importantly, I love the place in general. So it was, I mean, I think it was, it was a big part, but at the same time, I, I really want to, you know, blaze my own path rather than like really try to follow theirs. But it's, it's cool to have that, that family ties and, you know, family in Nebraska already so I can have support, family support while I'm there. What were kind of the main things you were looking for in a college, either academics or, you know, football wise? And what made Nebraska really stand out to you? Um, I mean, one of the big things was just a good culture. I think Matt Rule's been there. He hasn't been there that long. And I think he's done really great things while he's been there. He's got a really strong family. You know, all the coaching staff, like I, I didn't I don't see any issues in that. I think I think they're all very tight knit. And I think they're I think we're going to do big things this season. And like, as far as like, I just wanted to be a part of the, like the reshaping of this program, you know, a lot of programs like kids commit to programs who have been, you know, just have been successful in the past years. And, you know, Nebraska kind of in a slump right now, but I don't want to be somebody who just jumps on the train late. Like I want, I want to be a part of, um, you know, building that. And I, I, I think that will build a lot of character for me and for the program as well. And I think Nebraska is a great school. I, I can get a good degree there. And that was that was really just the reason that I committed, to be honest. So we talked to a lot of recruits and we always ask them, you know, what kind of guy is rule? Um, what were you looking for in a coach? I want to flip that on you a little bit. Um, what did when you talk to Coach Rule, what is he looking for in players that that he's recruiting? Um, I think he's looking for um, for me personally. I mean, I didn't I'm coming from Montana, so I'm just going to use me as an example, like. I think he's looking for potential players he could build up. And I think I've seen a couple comments on Twitter, like, why is he recruiting these three stars, like kids who are unranked and all that. And I think it, I think I really, like, I really truly believe this. Like, I think he's recruiting kids that he can develop and, you know, make who he wants to be in, create leaders and create get uh, playmakers. So to benefit the team rather than just going for the big names, like five stars and stuff, he wants to, he wants to have players that he can coach and build up to fit the team. And I think, I think I was, I think I was one of them, you know, I, I showed out and I, I, I wanted to show my athleticism. That was my big thing when I went to camp and, you know, I think he noticed that. And I think that's a big thing he's been recruiting off of just natural ability and, you know, coachability, most importantly, just being able to build those players up and make them who he wants to be. Yeah. I love that answer. I feel like we've talked to a lot of guys um, and he's been offering a lot of dudes like, during these camps that you're going to like he'll, just in the middle of the camp he'll come up um that's got to be a pretty cool feeling because that's what happened to you right yeah yeah he um I, I think I just finished a one-on-one rep I won the rep and you know he's like where's your mom at and uh, I called my mom over she was taking videos and you know he was like he did he didn't even say it to me he just said I want to offer your son to my mom and I think that was a really cool experience for my mom to be involved in that as well so and I think I think it was cool for him to do it on the field. He said he said um, he doesn't get an opportunity to do it on the field a lot, and he I think he was pretty happy about that too. But I think it was a great experience for yeah. me and my mom. Yeah. So we hear a lot of guys talking about like Matt Rule is like building a new culture. What has kind of been like the focal point when he's been talking about this like new culture, and what kind of like is getting guys to buy into that? I think I think he he he's he wants to build better teammates. I know 
that you know he, he's I think he's made a few statements on like Twitter or that have been put on Twitter like he want he wants to be good teammates, good leaders, you know, integrity, players with integrity, people who can focus in big moments, um, kids who can make plays when needed, and you know just just a person who 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 will commit to the team, um, be there on time, be there at weights, you know, hundred percent at practice, give your all. And I think that's that's really one of his big things. Just and he's a he's a big family guy too. So I think that like if you're gonna put a hundred percent into this family, you're gonna get a hundred percent out of it. And I think that's like kind of like one of his things he goes by. I want to talk a little bit about Danny Dimes. That's kind of how we started talking. You commented on uh, one of our posts saying about his um, peer recruiting. Um, mm-hmm. He's been working really hard on that. Um, what's your relationship with Danny like, um, and what do you kind of expect with him over the next couple of years in Nebraska? Oh, I love Danny. You know, he was one of the first guys who, uh, you know, talked to me at when the, when we got off the bus in the morning for the official, um, and we just bonded from there. Um, he's always in my, he was in my ear, the whole official, like, you want to commit, you want to commit, you want to commit. Um, and he's like, I'll throw you the ball and like all that stuff. And, you know, I <laughs> It, it was good to bond with the other guys too, and but I think Danny was really one of the big ones that was just in my ear, you know, like tell me what Nebraska is about, like showing me around places, and you know I think he was he was a big like he was already committed, so I think that was like one of the things like because I was a little anxious to commit, so I I think that kind of comforted me and to you know eventually commit, and you know I think he was a big part of it, and I think all the guys were a big part of it. Um, but yeah, and I think I built great, great relationships with them so far, and I'm looking forward to building stronger ones. Yeah, you bet. Chris, you got any? Yeah. Questions? So kind of talking about the coaching staff. Let's talk about Coach McGuire a little bit. Um, he's not much older than us. Um, a lot of guys say he's you know too young to be a coach. Um, what kind of makes him a good recruiter, and then a good wide receivers coach? What kind of makes him um, kind of stand out across the country a little bit? Yeah, he he is young. What is he like? Twenty four. I think 24, 23. Yeah. He is younger than us. He is younger than us. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I think I think it's good. Um, The fact that he's already coaching the NFL around some of those guys um, and he can learn from them and they can learn from him. And, you know, he played college football too. So, I think the fact that he's already coaching the NFL and already has that experience and the fact that he's so young, I mean, it's going to be easier to relate to him. Um, He's really easy. He's really easy to talk to. He's a really friendly guy. Um. He, he I like his teaching style a lot it's super like um creative and like it, it he'll, he'll build you up he's not gonna scream at you in the um film room or anything he's gonna he's gonna tell you what you need to to hear and you know he's gonna tell you how to fix what you're doing and I think that um like I said uh the fact that he's young it's gonna be really easy to relate to him and it has been really easily easy to relate to him and he's a real playful guy you know he's not all serious and you know that was that he that was a big thing for me like just so I know that I'm gonna have Obviously, there's a hierarchy between players and players and coaches, but that other that other homie, you know, yeah, um, yeah. that's gonna be Moon, you know, is gonna be coaching me and trying to make me the best player I can be. Yeah, I love that. Um, what is one part of your game that you feel like really separates yourself from any other like player in the country? Um, I'm I'm pretty coordinated, and you know, you don't really get that a lot out of somebody who's six five and you know fast, so. I think one of my just my athleticism, honestly, my ability to go up and get a ball and you know make plays in big moments, and you know, that's been a big thing for me in high school, just that like being having to make big plays in big moments here, and you know especially in weather, just like no matter what, just resiliency, just 
you got to make a big play. You got to go get a ball. You know, you got to you got to dial something in. You got to be a leader. You know, I think that's one of my big things, just being able to produce, produce. There you there go. You go. Um, all right. I got one more question for you. A little chance to pump up Husker Nation a little bit. Um, what is Husker Nation getting in Quinn Clark? Uh, you're getting a you're getting a guy who has um a friendly kid, you know, a kid who's always gonna try to do the right thing, um, kid who's gonna show back or give love back to the fans and the kids, and you know, somebody's gonna make plays, bro. Somebody's gonna turn the turn the program around for sure. Yeah, I love that. Absolutely. Fire me up, boys. You got any more questions? That's all I got. How does it make you feel like when you think about playing in front of ninety thousand? You know, walking out of that tunnel for the first time in a Husker uniform, what does that make you, like, what are the emotions like when you think about that? Close your uh, eyes. It feels, that. it feels great. Um, Back to my dad, you know, just being able to do the same thing my dad did and, you know, being able to play in front of a sold-out stadium every game, you know, it. I mean, it, it shows in the fans, it shows in the, the town, the city, uh, and even just the state. Like, it's just Nebraska, 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 and I love the fact that the fan base is like that, and I'm looking forward to being around it more. Yeah, you bet. That's awesome. Sweet. Well, Quinn, thank you so much for coming on, man. We really appreciate it, and we can't wait to see you in red here soon. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. You bet. Go Big Red, Go baby. Big red, baby. Yes, sir. All right. This is the Boys Down Bad podcast. We're back after a fantastic week at the Pinnacle Bank Championship. Shout out again to Herdat, Indian Creek, Pinnacle Bank for having us out. We had fun on the boat. Hasn't been released yet, but it will be. We're waiting on that. It'll be out. It's a good time. It's good to be back on land. Yeah. Pod- I mean, it was it was a good experience. The guy overshot us twice trying to throw yeah. us a ball. One of the golfers. That was tough, but. Still don't know who guy is. I think he might have been in some of their videos. I don't remember his name. Unfortunately, I do not remember. No name. idea. Nope. I know he's a Strixon guy. He's a Strixon guy. <laughs> but that was a great time. Um, boys, how we doing? Good. Doing pretty good. good. Feeling good. Chris, you uh, had some news for us. Yeah, so I was at Husker football practice this morning, media availability, and Huskers looked good. Not yeah. going to lie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Give it up. Give it up the first time chris has admitted this this year they look game ready they look focused drop passes were minimal fumbles were non-existent oh, oh. sounds like bad defense <laughs> <laughs> not forcing fumbles <laughs> could look at it that way too good jeff sims looked on point a lot of special teams work but they look good too okay offensive line looked good getting after it have you guys been watching the all in videos yeah. i've been trying not to those are the, <laughs> if you don't want to be really pumped up don't watch it because our so o-line our o-line looks good there are the rule speeches are what. yeah like you actually are like all right i'll run through a brick wall for mm-hmm. this guy seems like he just has a lot of respect too yeah like no one's messing around when he's talking like they're all in. Yeah. That's good to hear. Yeah. So do you want to switch sides? I do not. I'm still got to see it on the field. Are you against really? another team? Yep. Do you feel better about, like, have your thoughts changed at all for Minnesota? No. 
I still think we'll lose to Minnesota. Do you but think it might it's be closer. closer. It might be closer. Okay, we're getting him closer to. I mean, saying, I so would you say I feel that, better than I did week one of fall camp you say when that I we saw would practice. Hypothetically, cover. Yeah, I would. I would go to say that we lose by less than a touchdown. I saw the line has moved. Yeah, it to keeps what? getting closer to seven. Yeah, slowly moving. Yeah, I would. I might close it like five. Get on it now. I'd be confident in saying we'd lose by a touchdown or less. So get on that now. If Take you can. Get on it now. Yeah. So we got what? Three, three weeks? Or two and, and a half like weeks? Two, and a half. two weeks from Thursday. It's like what? 16, 16 days, days out or something? Oh my gosh. So by the time this airs, 11 days. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, no. 16 days from now. So it'd be what? 13? 13 days from yeah. Friday? Good math. You're right. Good math. Yep. 13. <laughs> Because 14 days from Thursday, so 13 days yeah. from Friday. Oh. Yeah, 13. It's close. It's almost Ooh. here. It's getting there. And then NFL starts September 7th. Yes. Do you know who the first NFL game is on Thursday? Chiefs-Lions? Yes. Chiefs-Lions. Interesting game. Yeah. Lions could win that, I feel the Lions. like. Lions. Super Bowl hangover? Lions money line. Oh. oh. Whoa. He's already got his pick. What's that, the, is that your boys down bad parlay? Six and a half. It's only six and a half. Oof. Lions could be definitely sneaky. like the Lions to cover. What's yeah. the over like fifty two? I it's do not know huge. what the over under is. It's, it's probably in the fifties. Yeah, because both defenses are bad. Hmm. Anyway, Huskers back. Huskers look he, like they've improved. He wants to say that they're back so bad. Yeah, he does. No, nope. fifty four and a half. So they, how much? 54 and a half. 54 Jeez. and a half. Gosh. Big first one. First, first game over under. So you would say that they've definitely improved since the last time you saw them. Yeah. Two week, so I didn't go to the second week of media availability. I was busy. But so from week one to week three, definitely improvement. Okay. All the way around. You got to think that they're just getting better every day. One percent better is Imagine what they how say. good they'd be in fourteen days, thirteen days, whatever you said. Yeah, it, it could happen. If I see it on the field against Minnesota, then I'll be oh, in. Oh yeah. Ooh, okay. It's good news. Good news. All right. Any more Husker news? I think we're gonna talk about one other Husker thing later, but I don't think there was any other major news that came out. Saw Kase is on Team Japan for the FIBA World Cup. Mm, yeah. I did see that. He's That's balling out. That's cool. Yeah, good for him. He deserves it. Yep. Big competition too. So he'll come. Hopefully, he'll come in. Just raining threes again. Yeah, be ideal. Cool. All right. Let's move into the down bads of the week. Trev, let's start with you. Yeah, my down bad is Nebraska. <laughs> Um, just released some alternate jerseys. Some people love them. Some people hate them. I personally hate them, as per usual with our alternate jerseys. Just cannot figure it out. It's not that hard. <laughs> I I don't know. If you haven't seen them, there's a little blue outline on the numbers, which is supposed to commemorate the 100th year of Memorial Stadium. I don't know. Why is it blue? We're not blue. Go Big Red. We're Nebraska. We're always red. Scarlet, excuse me. The little cream. I don't. I don't like the blue. I. I. I don't. I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts, but 
I mean, they wore blue the first game in Memorial Stadium so because they played Oklahoma. 100 years and both ago. Team, but that's why they're doing it is to commemorate the 100-year. And, like, they wore blue against Oklahoma because both teams wore red. And Oklahoma didn't bring other jerseys. They only brought their red jersey. So then we had to wear blue. Choke job by Oklahoma. Yeah. So you can blame Oklahoma yeah. for us being blue. I blame Adidas. <laughs> <laughs> I don't hate them. I think I think the design's fine. I just hate the blue. It's just from what I've seen in the past, they could have been much worse. So it's I mean like the mesh numbers. That's the one I always look back on is like that. The thought process was almost there, but then they just did the numbers. I was like, this looks stupid. There's no difference. Which like these, you can't really tell a difference, but it's an interesting like reasoning behind it. It's not just like. A mesh number. It's really no different besides the blue outline. Yeah, it's like just it's our regular though. jerseys just with a blue numbered outline. Yeah. I personally do not like him. And I've said this, I think if you go blue, you go all the way blue. Or like I'm picturing in my head like something like the Ole Miss baby blue ones that they wear where it's like mainly blue, but there's a little bit of red and white like on the helmets and stuff. But I mean, the reason that they didn't go fully blue is because Nebraska's demographic is older fans. And the old fans would not have been on board for a blue uniform. Or would they have been more on board? No. They would have hated it. They don't like I don't well if you're black. if you're commemorating the hundred years, the older people would, would probably still. There's other ways to commemorate a hundred years than putting blue on your uniform. It's I just think it's stupid. Why does it have to be blue? Oh, because we played 100 years ago. We wore a blue uniform. Who gives a shit? <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> it's fair. That's, yeah. that's where well, I'm at. We can't do anything about it. So no. They're wearing them. Switch what game are Nike. they wearing them? Northwestern. Yeah. <clears throat> I was thinking if maybe the team we played was blue, that they didn't go all blue, but Northwestern's not blue. No. I don't know. I. I don't know. I have a uniform question that we might not have the answer to. Can you just, like, say if we wanted to wear all red or all white one game, like, can we just do that? Like, or does that have to go towards, like, an alternate uniform? If we already have, like, it's the same as our home or away. We're just wearing the same color pants. I think it has to go towards alternate. That's I think what I you do. have your home jerseys and your away jerseys, and, like, you always wear that if you're on the road or if you're at home. It's like, why don't we just... But like, you, like if you, Oregon wears all different... But they're technically alternate uniforms every time they wear a different one. So they just don't really have like a home. Yeah. They just wear alternates every time. So we can wear it whenever we want. We just yeah, you just have to call it alternate jerseys. Which yeah. is fine. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I like the all white. I think if we came out all white against like Colorado... Maybe comment if you like them or yeah. hate them. Let, yeah. Let us like, know what you think. It'd be interesting to see what the... Maybe we could put out a poll. Yeah, I haven't dove super far into it on Twitter. I want to see like the comments and what. People are not a huge fan. They're not. Really? A lot of people don't like them? I think that people just think it's weird. They don't like the concept or they don't like the how they look? I think it's how they look. So they're okay with the blue but just not like that? I, I don't think they – I don't know. It's a lot of people are just saying like, ew, like, these are gross. Yeah, Trevin sent the – Puke, puke emoji. Yep. <laughs> puke <face. Yep. laughs> I think they look fine. 
I will say that the design's fine. That's not much different. I think that's the sleeves are cool, but the blue, mm-mm. it's fair. Nebraska down bad. Peters, what do you got? Yeah, my down bad is our childhood because the blind side is apparently a lie. So Michael Lore was not adopted. He was put into a conservatorship, which, for those of you who don't know, that's what Britney Spears is under. So she doesn't get, he like apparently isn't getting fairly compensated for how much like the blind side brought in. So Barshall Radio had SJ Tui on. And he said that Michael Orr was compensated and that this wasn't like new news to him. Like he had heard about it back in like 2020 or 2021. That's also coming from somebody whose family put him in the conservatorship. So you got to take that with a grain of salt. But it was a wild story when it came across my timeline of like Michael Orr blindside story, not real. Yeah, that was absolutely insane. Like one of the, probably up there with most popular like sport movies of like our generation growing up. And yeah, that was insane. And that he's, well, when did he find out about it? Did he claim? He says he found out about it February of 23. I think he has a book coming out. So like soon, which like timeline wise, get some extra publicity for the book. Yeah, true. I'm sure they'll get some sort of documentary coming. Yeah. About it down the road. It's crazy. I also didn't realize that I think it was Hugh Freeze was Michael Orr's coach in high school. Michael Orr committed to Ole Miss. Hugh Freeze got a job at Ole Miss. So, like, Hmm. kind of crazy to think. I mean, you watch the movie and it's like, oh, they were saying, oh, you can go anywhere you want. Like, you can go to Tennessee if you want to. And then it's like, that just is far from the truth is yeah. what it seems like now it's like you're going to go to Ole Miss and yeah. you don't have any other choice yep which is probably how the story actually went like the movie tried to make it more of like a feel-good story but I don't know if the two is maybe they aren't as good of people as we thought they were I mean no movie really makes it like all truth like they every movie based yeah. on a true story like yeah. fabricates stuff to make it the biggest better, difference is the Adoption versus so the con- conservatorship. Yeah, yeah, but you're not going to make a movie about right conservatorship. conservatorship. Yeah. because they like lied about that when they were making the movie. Yeah, they said he was adopted. Oh yeah, and the people making the movie definitely knew. Yeah. Oh yeah. They just Hollywood shine their light. Yeah. And so yeah, tough. Yeah, very tough. Bad. Michael Orr, kind of. I mean, I feel bad for him if he's not getting paid. Yeah. What he should be for sure. Also, our childhood, because that was one of the better sports movies when yeah. we were growing up. Agreed. Is it you just? It's on on Sunday afternoon. You just toss it, like, just tune in for it for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So down bad childhood. Good one. Uh, I have an up good slash down bad. Up good is Spartan, Spartans and former Spartans. Down bad is anyone who coaches against the Spartans, <laughs> which would be Chris, because the Spartans. As we speak right now, are playing in the American Legion World Series championship game national against championship. national championship against a team from Texas. Yeah, League City, Texas. Um, Currently down 1-0 in the first. East? Yes. It's fine. They'll figure it out. They got good coaching. They'll figure yeah. it out. They got really good coaching. We'll coach them up. 
just pretty crazy, crazy year for the Spartans. Winning state, yeah. first Lincoln team to win in forever. Since the 70s. Since the 70s, and then um, going to a regional, winning the regional, playing the championship game. Pretty crazy. Proud of those boys. Love it, them all. It is a good accomplishment. I will give them that. Like, it, like you have to have – I mean, they have a ton – like, you need luck to get there. Like, obviously, you're not going to just – but they do have a ton of talent to get there. And, I mean, everything's gone right for them, which you have to – I mean – you're not just going to get to the world. Like, every team that goes to a World Series, like, whether it's MLB or, like, if you go to the Super Bowl, you need some luck to go your way to, like, get there. Yeah. But, like, you also need the talent. God forbid the coaching. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, I will give them credit for that. Like, you need everything to fall right, but you need the talent and the coaching to get there. So, good for them. Their pitching has been really good. Their pitching is outstanding. They give up, like, four runs in four games. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, in the in the World Series, on like four pitchers, I think they've only used. That's crazy to me. Maybe they've used five. They also don't have three of their best players. Yeah, if they had their three best players, they would no doubt win it. I'm fully confident of that. Some would say the coaching is put in more because they don't have three of their best players. So it's actually more impressive. Yeah, some people, but. On the other hand, I <laughs> no, that, that's a good point. He's but in so much pain. <laughs> I, I am How is pain. he tight roping this on? Yeah. But like other people have said, this. like those kids like that wouldn't have got to play are now stepping up, like knowing that more is on their plate. Like means they're going to be even. Better. I got to step up. I got to raise my game to fill in for those guys that are missing. So there's that too. Like next, they have up. a chip on their shoulder. Like okay, those guys are out. I wouldn't have played. Now I'm like a starter, so it's like I got to raise my game. Yeah, which they getting have good for them. Coaches getting them into a good mindset. Yeah, sure. Boosting their yep. morale. Yep. Yep. Sure. It's a good day to be a Spartan. Great day to be a graduate Spartan. of Lincoln East. Go Spartans. Yeah. Let's go. Go Spartans. Chris, what's your down bad? My down bad is going to be yeah. Wander Franco. <laughs> so if you haven't heard about this, he's a shortstop for the Tampa Bay Rays, and. He, there was a social media post with a 14-year-old, I think. Is yeah. that right? With him in a relationship with a 14-year-old. And he was, like, paying her money to stay quiet. And she was like, if you don't keep paying me, I'm going to post all this stuff. And he was stopped paying her. And so she posted a ton of social media posts with him. And it got out. And now he's suspended. Without and pay. Without pay. Which is... The right thing to do. Correct. Yes. You can't pay him still. Yeah. But not a good look. I think he's 22, 23, 22. something like that. Terrible. <coughs> Just terrible. So she would be in what? Eighth grade? Yeah. Seventh yeah. grade? Eighth grade? Eighth grade, potentially going to be like a freshman. Freshman in high school? Yikes. Yeah, tough scene. That is not great. Not good If at you're all. Wanda, Wanda Franco, probably you'll be out of the league. If, a lot of jokes if about proven true. him getting sent to the minors and that would be an upgrade <laughs> for him. Yeah. I mean, it would be, considering yeah. he could be out of the league. <laughs> and he likes minors. That was the joke. He didn't oh. get it. He didn't get it. <laughs> I did not get just it. He didn't right get over it. over his head. That's, yeah, just right <laughs> over my head. Yeah. Like yeah. anything else. Yeah, it's weird. That's terrible. It's so. just not even close either. Like No. Yeah. That's, she is a MLB player, like. 
that's i mean you have to see what are you doing with that yeah i mean you got to know she's 14 oh yeah what what are you doing as an mlb player yeah like she can't be doing her math homework i'm sure a lot of girls like (laughs) want to be with you as an mlb player yeah and like you choose a 14 year old (laughs) which like it's just bad you have to think i mean this obviously didn't just start it's got to be going on for a while so like how how young was that relationship yeah potentially potentially don't even want to think about that don't want to think about it yeah it could be bad not good at all very Um, bad very bad good down bads let's quickly do our bdb3 before we do immaculate grid we've got a good one this week i think we're gonna do bdb our bdb3 is top three short kings we all love the short kings um we might we have one on this podcast. <laughs> Trevin Short King. Yep. Um what's here you want to start? I have like ten, so I can go last. Okay. That's fair. Takes mine. I have three. Okay, you, yeah. yeah I only have, have three also. So I you wanna th- start? I have three. I can. Jeez. Go ahead. I can think of more. All right, yeah. I can start. All right, number three, I'm gonna go with Brian Harmon. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I knew you'd have him. That's a. Good, I didn't think about that one. That's good. That recent guy I thought of. recent really Open good. Championship winner. Like I said, when he won the Open, it's kind of you know golf is now in a sport where bombers dominate, and he kind of proved that you don't have to be a bomber. You can kind of plot your way around a course and still win a major tournament. Good one. So, so it was kind of good to see. Number two, I'm going to go with Kevin Hart. Yeah. I'm a huge Kevin Hart fan. All of his movies, I think, are pretty funny. He's a good comedian. And then number one, I'm going to go with Terrence Crawford. Ooh, okay. Mm. Okay. Kind of talked about him a lot, I think, two weeks ago when he beat Errol Spence, but nobody expected anything of him with how small he is. But then he's just got a ton of power. Now he's the best fighter in the world. Yep. That, that's a good list. Had to redeem myself. A Brian Harmon. Yeah, got did. a lot of got a lot, <laughs> a lot of, of bad out. comments from the last Little one. King. Stand by it. Oh, Little King. Little that's King. Little great. King. Little King. Little King. Shout out. You should have said Little King. I should have. Oh, that's yeah, a blown opportunity right there. <laughs> <laughs> Those were good. Brian Harmon got me. That's that funny. I can go. Okay. So I did have Kevin Hart. I'm going to swap Kevin Hart for my BDB3 of Short Kings with Bruno Mars. Yep. 5-6. That was yeah. shocking. Yep. Wow. Um, my number two is Lionel Messi. Mm. That's pretty self-explanatory. The GOAT. Yeah. Um, number one, I went with Spud Webb. He was, yeah. I think, like 5-7, and he won the NBA dunk contest, which is quite impressive because as a 6'2 guy, I can barely touch rims still. And he was 5'7 and beat out like Dominique Wilkins. So kind of a stud short king. That's impressive. Yeah, that's a good that's a good one. Good list. Uh so I had Kevin Hart as my third. So I'll sub that for Dustin Pedroya. He just always looked like out of place when he was in the box. Like he just looked so small and he just raked for his entire career. So Dustin Pedroia, number two, I'm going to go with Wee Man from uh, Jackass. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Just an awesome <laughs> guy. Just doesn't care. Let's we'll do whatever. Yeah. We man. Uh, and then my number one is gonna be Yoda. Ah, <laughs> yep. yeah. Yoda. I mean, you can't just the best yep. Jedi. He's just. I mean, he's iconic. So that's my my Another good three. list. Thank you. Yeah. I had Brian Harmon, Kevin Hart, and Yoda, so I got to dig deep. <laughs> oh. I got some extras, though. Were those your top three that you were going to use? They were, yeah, but I figured they'd be taken. Yeah. All right, number three, I'm going to go with uh, Marquise Noel, that mm. little dude from K-State. Yeah. That went, yeah. He went off in the tournament. He was, he I was, loved that guy. He's probably like 5'6", maybe 5'7", probably 5'7". He was so fun to watch, though. He was so good. Uh... Number two, we're gonna go with Maurice Jones Drew. Yeah. Another yeah. just yeah. short guy. Uh really good, really fun to watch. Number one, we're going Pablo Sanchez. <laughs> oh, just that's the a goat really of all backyard <laughs> great sports. One. Yep. Great just a little guy. He's good at everything, every sport. What a pick. <laughs> yeah. It's a great pick. Yeah. Those are some good lists. Good lists. Any honorable mentions? Yeah, I had a couple. Deuce Vaughn. Yeah, also on Shadow Cowboys. He's gonna be okay, K State is just the king of little short, short guys because yeah. they had Darren, Darren Sproles, Sproles too. Yep. They had yep. Darren Sproles, Marquise Noel, and Deuce Vaughn. Yeah, they're all like <laughs> they five love seven, the short kings. Good. Um, I had Baby Mario. Ah, Baby yep. Mario. I had Tom Thank Cruise, but he's not a great person, so yeah. I left him off yeah. the list. Altuve, Altuve, he's Peter. really good. I was gonna yeah. say Sproles. Um. You say like Tyreek Hill, short king. Wonder how tall he is. Yeah, I don't know how tall like he is. Five is he under five eight? He's got Yeah, he's got to be a little bit taller. I'll I feel look. like he's no. probably a little I feel bit like over I five eight. Like helmet on. Yeah, so. yeah. Helmet. He'd be close to five eight probably. Um, Jack Black was surprisingly short. Yeah, I, five yeah. six. I looked up a list today. I was shocked at some. There are a lot of musicians, like famous musicians, that are yeah. under five eight. It says Mark Wahlberg is five eight. He's five eight. He doesn't look five. Elton John, Tyreek's five ten. Yeah, I assumed he would be a little bit taller. Jonah Hill is five seven. One of the Jonas Brothers uh, is under five eight. Joe, I think. Really? Because I hmm. looked it up and he was on a list of short king, like hmm. famous short kings, and he was five eight, five uh, seven. A short queen that I saw, Lady Gaga is five one. Oh my god, that's really? insane. Hmm. I picture her like. Five, I guess eight. she's always probably wearing like heels or something yeah. that makes her look taller, but yeah, that one shocked me. Kanye yeah. West, I didn't realize he was that short. Usher's eight. Usher's short too. He's like five six. It'd be so weird, like seeing these famous short kings. Yeah, in Isaac Newton. <laughs> Isaac Newton. <laughs> that was a good one. Any more? Nope. That's pretty much it. All right, let's do. Immaculate Grid Immaculate real quick. Grid. All right, we're doing baseball this week. Oh, Chris, do we... Oh, yeah. You Five minutes on the clock. You have it pulled up over there? I sure do. Okay. okay what do we got to beat? Six? We haven't beat six, six yet? Six is the best. Okay. We're done. Okay. Three, two, one. I have one for Blue Jays A's. Josh Donaldson. Yes. Yep. Trying to get yep. the team yep. out of the way. Because yep. I think the yeah, other, ones, other ones are easy. Uh, Rangers and Orioles, Chris Davis. Yep. Yeah, nice. Chris Davis. Did You said who? The Orioles and Rangers? Yes. Is that what you said? Okay. 3,000 hits for the Orioles could be Kyle Ripken. 
Yes. Yeah, it's got to be Cal Ripken. Got to be. And then A's would have to be Ricky Henderson. Yeah. Yeah. Ricky Henderson. Did he have hits, though? He's more of a stolen base guy. Yeah, he, he, he would have had to have a hit. Yes. Okay. Are we four for four? Four for four. Whoa, okay. Um, A's so and Rangers is uh, Marcus Simeon. Ooh, yeah. Oh, yeah, nice. Ooh, what a pull. Silver Slugger, um, Josh Hamilton. Josh Hamilton. Yes. And then Silver Batista. Slugger. Yeah. For the Batista. Rangers. Josh Hamilton and Bautista. Yep. Yeah. Josh Hamilton. I know the yes. last, Two more. the bottom right. Oh. 3,000 hits in Silver Slugger. A-Rod. Did he win a Silver Slugger? He oh, had. Yeah. Did definitely. he have 3,000 hits, though? Yeah, I don't. Or Jeter. I, Those no I don't know if Jeter won a silver slugger. I don't think though. Jeter won a silver slugger. Try A Rod. I'm pretty positive he has 3,000 hits. I don't know if A Rod has 3,000 hits. Because when he was with the Pools? Yankees. Pools? Pools has 3,000? I don't know if Pools has 3,000 hits. I'm, he has the home runs, but I don't know if he has 3,000 hits. I think he would have 3,000. I think A Rod has 3,000 hits. I'm pretty positive. I don't know. I don't know. Should we let's think on it? Think. How much time the, we got? Uh, three minutes. Oh, we got fine. plenty. Of Who time, do we? Think. What do we need? Yeah, what team what do, we do we need? We need Orioles and Blue Jays, and then we need Silver Slugger for the Blue Jays, and then just three thousand uh, Batista. Batista for Silver Slugger. Yeah, yeah. So we need Orioles and Blue Jays. Jose Bautista. Orioles. Yes. Blue Jays. So we need Orioles, Blue Jays, and then three thousand hits and Silver Slugger. Two forty-five. Did Adam Jones play for the Blue Jays? I don't think, I don't think so. so. Was there... Who was that center fielder that they had? Who? The Blue Jays. Was it like Pilar? Kevin Pilar? Millar? The, the I don't think guy? Pilar played for the Orioles. What, what about, about en- the announcer? What about Encarnacion? Did he play for the Orioles? Ooh. I don't think he played for the Orioles. I don't think so. Because Davis would have been there. Two minutes. I'm trying to think if A-Rod or Pools had 3,000 hits. Because they did a huge thing for Jeter when he got 3,000 hits. I don't know if they ever did that for A-Rod. I think think A-Rod has 3,000. I'd be shocked if he doesn't have 3,000 hits total. Well, should we just do like a Barry Bonds or something? Somebody who just raked? For a couple of years, does Barry Bonds have three thousand hits? Yes, I don't know. Three thousand hits a lot. Three thousand hits is a lot. There's not guy. that many people that have three thousand plus hits. I bet Jeter does. Then if he has, I bet he yeah. Has but a I don't know if he slugger. got a silver slugger because he never, <laughs> he didn't rake. He just got a ton of singles. Uh, try A Rod or Derek Jeter. I'm. <laughs> I think I would feel more comfortable with. A-Rod. I would feel more yeah. comfortable with A Rod than I with A Rod. Let's do A Rod. Let's focus on the Blue Jays or. I think there's a pitcher. Yeah, there's got to be. I was trying to think of. Rodriguez was correct. Yeah. Eight for eight. Come on. So we got to get Orioles. A minute left. Got to start ripping through. There's got to be a pitcher. It's got to be a pitcher. Who is it? I was thinking R.A. Dickey, but I don't think that's right. I don't think he played for the Orioles. 40 seconds. Matt Harvey ever pitched for the Blue Jays? I feel like he pitched for the Orioles. 
Oh. Weeders? Oh, I don't think Vlad Sr. played for the Blue Jays, did he? I don't think so. I don't think so. 19 seconds. We need it. The only one I can think, like, pitcher-wise is R.A. Dickey, but I don't think he played. Do Encarnacion. Screw it. He's been Upton everywhere. Did an Upton He's play? been everywhere. We got one second. Bartolo Colon. Just pick, pick one and guess. Encarnacion, Encarnacion for the win. I don't think he played for the... Well, we no. got no other options. No. All right, so we went eight for nine. It's pretty good, so... Who did we miss? Still sad. Kevin Gosman was the most for that. Orioles Blue Jays. He's a pitcher. I starting pitcher for the Blue Jays now. Wouldn't have got there. Have got Jeter there. did have a silver slugger Ooh. and 3,000 hits. Okay. Simeon was the most. What did he get? Henderson was, was the most. Ripken was the most. Bautista, Hamilton. So we got a lot of the most. Yeah. We'll get uh We were close. That was, that was good. We'll get nine here. I mean, th- some of those teams are all of those teams are kind of gross. Yeah. yeah. It's tough. We need like a Yankees. Yeah, get rid of the freaking Blue Jays. Yeah, the Blue Jays have been on it every the time. The Orioles have been on there a lot too. Yeah. And they've been bad for a long time. Yeah. I mean, it's got to just be teams that like players bounce around from. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was just like Yankees, Red Sox. I don't know. 15, please. 24. Ooh, what if you opt out and you get two numbers next week? Ooh. And then the following week, you only get one. So it's a risk. That's fair. fair. I like that. 26. Thirteen. Gross. Let's do one quick one just to get it up there. Just for ten. Five's nothing. One quick. What do you one, know? Just one Another one. spin. What do you what know? Was it? Black thirteen. Yeah. yeah. Twelve. <laughs> Twelve and thirteen. Shoot. Shoot. It's all right. Just increases the pot. Does increase the pot. All right, boys. Good pod. Any closing comments? Nope. Get nope. out to Pin- Pinnacle Bank if you didn't this year. Get yeah, out next, next year. year. Get out next year. Get out there. It's a good time. Oh, they meant the arena. <laughs> no. Also get out to PBA. Yeah, also get out to PBA this winter. Pinnacle Bank Championship next year. Get out there. Yes. All right. This is the Boys Down Bad Podcast. I'm Dylan. Peters. Trev. I'm Chris. Have yourselves a top 10 weekend. A Heard at Sports Network production.